Hey beautiful soul, this is the Menopause Coach Podcast with me, your host, Adele Johnston. I'm helping you create a vibrant life of joy and happiness without your menopause stealing your personal power and sass. Together, we're making menopause mainstream. If you are someone listening to this right now and you are vegan, so you do not eat any animal products, then vitamin B12 is one that you will need to look to supplement with because B12, pretty much all from animal produce. Okay, so really important that you make sure that you supplement with that. Welcome back to another episode of the Menopause Coach Podcast. We are jumping inside the world of menopause supplements today and I want to answer a really key question. Are they needed? In the world of menopause supplements, it is massively growing, right? I'm sure you are going to agree with me when I say we're about a hundred times in growth with the amount of menopause supplement chats, conversations and products every single day inside our world of social media and even on the shelves of all of our favourite department stores and places that we go to to shop. So we don't get away from it. And it seems to be an underlying question that many of you are asking my team and I. So here we are covering it off today. I think what's really important, it's not a wonder actually that you're asking all these questions, but what's important with it is that we get to know what does it all mean? Because it can get a little bit away with itself when we see so many different supplement brands coming out there. And I just want to make a massive disclaimer up front. I do not affiliate with any brands. And at the time of recording this, I am not here to recommend any brand supplement ranges. Okay, this is important. So this is not about me at the end of this saying, these are the ones you should buy from this company. Okay, I am not paid by any brands. So this is fully coming from a place of authenticity and integrity. And that's important to me. So let's have a little bit of a chat together. I want to just reach out on the fact that many questions are asked about this. Many people asking, well, what should I take? How much should I take? And I want to be able to help you with what actually works and what is maybe just placebo. And it's something I wish that I could easily say, here are two, three, four supplements that you really need to be taking every day. And, you know, these ones are all the bogus ones, so stay clear of them. But the reality is we're so unique and we must treat our body's needs in that unique way as well. And it's all going to come down to how you choose to live your lifestyle. This is a big, important part. So I thought with this one today, we'd strip everything back to the core and look at it from fresh eyes together. I'm by no means here as a supplements expert and I'm not here to tell you what you should or should not be supplementing with, but I am going to make a huge invite for you to listen in to what each of these vitamins and minerals in your foods do for your body and why your body needs them so that you can make an informed choice around whether supplementing is needed for you or whether you feel that actually you're just being targeted and marketed to by this massive supplements explosion that we have seen. It's a real thing. So let me start with what your body needs to thrive, not just to survive. We're going to go inside the world of vitamins and minerals for the body. Okay, so thrive and survive, two different things all together. And in a world where us females want 
to really soar within our success. Yeah, I myself, I'm always looking for, am I really nourishing and working through every aspect of my lifestyle in the best possible way on that day? Yeah, not beating myself up if I get to the end of the day and think, ooh, I've actually had no fruit today. We all do these things, but it's about being really clear around what does my body need from me to be able to survive? But what do I want to be able to give it so that I can thrive? Yeah, I want to be more successful. And success for everyone is different. Your success definition will probably be different to my success definition and so on. Yeah, some days success to me means I actually have an abundance of energy and I feel happy most of the day. Another day success to me might be that I want to reach a financial target. And then other successful days for me might be a I've had a really, really core abundance of just connection. Yeah, I've been able to go to the beach and get my feet in the sand. Okay, I know for some of you that might be torture, but for me, it's amazing. And for other days, it might just be purely a, I am surviving through this day with my sanity intact. Yeah, so success is different on many different days, but it's about being able to then see, well, what can I do to enhance my performance on the days that I know I need to be really switched on? And it's important to help our brain and our body to do that powerfully. And we shouldn't ever feel that we've got to justify why we want to have a really productive and powerful day. It can feel like an absolute drag for us when we are in a very poor perimenopause or menopausal state. And it can be challenging. So we have macronutrients. Okay, I'm just going to touch on this one first. And you'll have heard me talk about this and covered it in previous episodes. So we will not go into the detail. But these are your nutrients that we need in larger quantities and provide us with energy for our bodies. Okay, and they come in the form of fats, proteins, carbohydrates and help our bodies survive and thrive depending on our goals. But that's what we need. Ultimately, our foods will either be in the form of fat, protein or carbohydrates. So that is your macronutrients, your big nutrients. But if we go more granular, we get ourselves into the world of micronutrients. And these are mostly our vitamins and minerals and are equally important but consumed and needed in smaller amounts. And these micronutrients, although needed in smaller amounts, are critical for our body and help with any deficiencies and life impacting challenges, um, basically keeping the risk low that we would ever develop any diseases or, or life impacting or threatening challenges. So we need these micronutrients They help our body, your beautiful body, my beautiful body, to produce enzymes and hormones and they help your growth and development, okay, throughout stages of life. So if we start with water-soluble vitamins, okay, and I'm going to really try not to bore the life of you with this, but I think it's massively important that we deliver this. I will try and do so in a really fun and energetic way, but we do so so that you can really build that knowledge and awareness so that when I ask you the questions at the end of this episode, you're like, hell yes, I have got this. All right. So water soluble vitamins, these move very differently to how our fat soluble vitamins move in the body. But if we just look at it from a very high level, these are the nine water soluble vitamins 
that are not stored within the body, okay, but rather if they are in an abundant amount, the body will just excrete it. So if we use, for example, vitamin C, which is one we all know to be a water soluble, if we have an abundance of vitamin C within our dietary intake and we then supplement on top of that, all that's going to happen to that additional amount of vitamin C that the body doesn't need to use is it will just excrete it. So you will pee it out or you will sweat it out, for example. Okay, your body just gets rid of what it doesn't need. So water-soluble vitamins are those that are not stored within the body, but rather if in an abundance, the body will just get rid. So you've got your B vitamins. These come from B1. Some of you might know this as thiamine. You've got B2, other names, so we will cover the other names just for clarity, is riboflavin. You've got B3, which is niacin. You have B5, which is pantothenetic acid. You've got B6, B7, which is biotin. B9, folic acid or folate, as it's known in its more natural form. And B12, cobalamin. So B1, 2, 3, 5, 6, 7, 9 and 12. Then we move into vitamin C. So within our water solubles, we have our B vitamins and vitamin C. Now, if we kind of look at what each of these do, just for clarity, B1 or thiamine, this really helps the body break down and release energy from your food and plays a really key role in keeping your nerves healthy. So something for many of us in our menopausal journey will start to go, oh my God, yes, I struggle really badly with nerve pain. If you're someone who struggles a bit with anxiety and stress, nerve pain can be a real thing, but it can manifest itself really significantly and painfully over that course. So B1 or thiamine really helps the body to have a key role within healthy nerves. B2, your riboflavin, this helps keep your skin and your eyes and even your nervous system really healthy. And it supports your body's ability to metabolize your macronutrients. Okay, so fat, protein and carbohydrates. And this one is also really key in helping the body use all those other B vitamins. If we move to vitamin B3, niacin, this is a great one for energy from our food and also supporting our nervous system and digestive system. So again, with this one, one of the big things that it helps with is lowering LDL, which we kind of know as our not so great cholesterol, so our bad cholesterol, and rising our HDL, which is our good cholesterol. So great for that. B5, this one allows us to get the good energy sources from our macronutrients, so the protein, the fats, the carbs, and our body uses this vitamin to produce hormones and cholesterol. So you can see how these are all very similarly linked. Then B6, this one is like a coenzyme and it really helps your body break down glycogen and it helps the body then to metabolize carbohydrates, proteins and fats to help your immune system. B7 biotin, this helps the body in your amino acid metabolism. So again, amino acids really core within our structure, within our cells in the body. And then we move into B9, folic acid or folate, as we know it in natural state. This works alongside the next one, which is B12, to form healthy red blood cells. It helps the body 
to create your DNA. So it's really quite efficient, effective. And we know this one, if any of you have ever um, been pregnant or you've had a baby, then you know that you will normally supplement with folic acid very early on because it helps prevent birth defects during early pregnancy. B12, which we mentioned there, is involved in making red blood cells and keeping our nervous system healthy. So that's your B vitamins. Yeah, very, very core within the nervous system, within our DNA, within our amino acids, glycogen, all the hormone and cholesterol work that those vitamins do. Awesome. Vitamin C or ascorbic acid is an antioxidant and it really helps your body stay protected at a cellular level. And this helps our body make collagen. I'm like sitting here thinking, ooh, I can hear you all, all your ears pricking up at the, the mention of collagen because it's something I get asked a lot. Should I supplement with it? In short, no. There's, there's no strong evidence to show that supplementing with collagen replaces the lost collagen. Okay, but that's a little digression at this moment. So this one, vitamin C, helps our body to make collagen and it helps our skin, our bones, our teeth all stay very healthy helping your immune system along the way. You can, with these vitamins, you can get a lot of them, pretty much all of them, all of the time through your food from green leafy veg, from nuts and seeds, from whole grains, from animal products like liver, pork, beef, eggs, for example. And you can also get a lot of all of these vitamins through things like tomatoes and broccoli. So think plant-based and animal-based foods. One point to note in all of this as well is around if you are looking to supplement with any of these, there's limited evidence around many of them if your dietary intake for the foods I've just mentioned is relatively stable and balanced. But the one caveat to all of this would be if you are someone listening to this right now and you are vegan, so you do not eat any animal products, then vitamin B12 is one that you will need to look to supplement with because B12, pretty much all from animal produce. Okay, so really important that you make sure that you supplement with that. Um, And if you're unsure, you can contact your nutritionist or medical GP or provider to support with your health with that. So yeah, limited evidence around other ones, but B12 is one I wanted to pick out there just if you are leading a life where you do not consume any animal product. Then if we move into fat-soluble vitamins, which can really support the body in massive amounts of abundance. Um, Again, if we have a lot of these vitamins in store in our body, these ones, unlike water-soluble vitamins, are not excreted when the body decides it's done and it doesn't need any more. We can actually store these vitamins. So again, very low risk to this happening, but it can. We can have too much. So yeah, too much of a good thing. For example, um, with these vitamins, we have vitamin A, vitamin D, vitamin E and vitamin K. Much like I've said, unlike water soluble, these ones are stored in the body. If the body is getting an abundance of an amount of them, it can't just excrete them through urine or saliva, for example. So vitamin A, this one supports with your vision. Okay, without it, your eyes cannot function. Vitamin D, or nicknamed our kind of sunshine vitamin, We get this from the sun, we get it from some elements of foods, but we don't get enough from food. So predominantly from the sun, helps immunity and our bone health. And vitamin E, another antioxidant role in the body to prevent oxidative stress from free radicals in the environment. Okay, this is just something that we will all face into. Then vitamin K, 
So we have vitamin K1 and K2, and some of you might be familiar with me talking previously about combining vitamin K2 with your vitamin D to support the absorption. This K vitamin supports our body in blood clotting and can therefore help support our heart overall. So all these vitamins can be brought into the body through a varied diet of both animal and plant-based dietary approaches always your choice okay we all have our own individual choice never with judgment okay so if we are finding that we are choosing to or we maybe are mindlessly non-balanced we're not bringing in enough of these foods um, maybe choosing to exclude some of these foods then just being aware that you may need some supplementation for your body's survival and thriving Okay, so high level on our vitamins and I want to move into our minerals. We've got a lot of these. Some of them I will mention here are the ones you will be very familiar with. So calcium, iodine, iron, copper, magnesium, potassium, selenium, sodium chloride. We've got zinc, chromium, cobalt. Okay, mentioning just the ones that we probably are more familiar with. And hopefully at this point, I'm just going to knock knock and make sure you're still with me and I've not lost you. <laughs> you're still here. We're in the mineral section. These minerals come from plant and animal based foods again. So if we think about things like another one, actually beta carotene, this one comes from things like your more yellow and orange foods like mango and carrots. We also get it from leafy veg. We've got chromium from our meat, our nuts, our cereals, copper from shellfish and nuts, for example, magnesium, a big one that we hear a lot of people say supplement with this in menopause, from spinach, from nuts, from whole meals. What else have we got in here? Potassium. Yeah, we all hear about this one. This is a funny one. Potassium helps balance our fluids in the body, which is why the kind of, you know, you might have heard your elders talk about have a banana if you're cramping. It can help really the heart muscles work well. And we can get a lot of potassium, yes, through bananas, but also through veggies, through beans and pulses, nuts and seeds, fish, animal produce like beef or chicken. And then we've got selenium, another one that's great for immunity, found in Brazil nuts and fish and eggs, for example. Probably one that isn't talked a lot about, but is still really important. Sodium chloride or otherwise known as salt. Yeah, a lot of people are like, don't add salt to your diet. You can't have any salt, but it's needed in small amounts to keep fluid levels balanced in your body so that your body can digest your food. So it's not that we can have a no sodium chloride or salt diet. We do need some of this and, and you can find it through cereals. Okay, we'll normally find that it's added in there. Um, some cheesies, some breads, savoury snacks. And also you can add to your dietary intake. I'll have a little bit of salt on an egg. But being mindful, no more than six grams daily is the recommended allowance there for human being consumption. Zinc's another one. Zinc is actually really, really helpful with wound healing. As we age naturally as well, we can find that wounds take a little bit longer to heal. Zinc is really supportive for that. So just something to note, you can get that through shellfish, through dairy, through breads, through cereals, again added into cereals and breads. Um, so Hopefully you are still with me as we've covered our macronutrients very lightly and our micros. And with this part covered, I think it's quite evident that we have a need for so many vitamins and minerals for our body to thrive and survive. 
But where a non-balanced intake of foods mentioned is apparent, so if you've heard any of these foods mentioned and think, yes, I don't eat any of those, then this is where supplementation can be supportive to health. Now, I covered something earlier in the month of January around supplements that benefit in menopause health. And you'll be familiar with the ones I'm about to mention. And these are evidence, right? They're, they're backed supplementations, for example, like vitamin D, um, especially where you're in a climate which doesn't allow for daily sun exposure, like me based in Scotland. Okay, and If you're unsure of whether you need to supplement with this vitamin, a blood test can be done to show your requirement for your own unique needs. But personally, I tend to navigate this being in a non-sunny UK climate of about 4,000 international units daily. And I do this all year round, which is my choice. Okay, so I want you to be familiar with the fact that you get to make your choice. Next up then, another interestingly discussed one is magnesium. And we're kind of looking for this to be a magnesium intake through your food. Yeah, and we still want to make sure that that's going to be approximately 270 to 300 milligrams daily can be really supportive for you in menopause. So I opt to take a supplementation of this one, even though I know I get quite a decent intake in in my foods sometimes and some days not so much. So on the days that I know I haven't been as abundant with these types of foods, then I will take a magnesium glycinate at bedtime. So again, my choice. Omega-3s. This is another brilliant one. For those that are not having two to three portions of oily fish per week, this is one that is supportive for health for many different reasons, including heart and brain health. So these ones I've covered in the month of January, looking at what is really helpful for you. So vitamin D, magnesium glycinate and an omega-3. And something that I also like to mention in here is if you are bleeding heavily during your perimenopause, to menopause transition, you may find an iron supplement, please speak with your GP for this one, can support in these bleed windows where blood loss is more than normal for you. Okay, identifying that if you are having quite a heavy bleed period and it's lasting for a length of time, please link in with your GP and discuss the opportunity of iron supplementation at this time. And for some others, for your own research, okay, it's important that should you wish to explore supplements for your own health needs, that you do so with your own awareness. And just because someone's told you to take them, yeah, you don't just then go and buy them and start taking them. It's important that you're 100% responsible for your own body. It is yours and therefore we want to be fully in tune with dropping any ignorance that we might hold around choosing what we consume in food um, and put inside our bodies and what we maybe then supplement with. It's always your choice, okay? Your body, 100% your choice. And that might be a little bit, oof, straight down the line, Adele, I know, but you know me, that's what we're here for. And it's something that I feel deeply passionate about ensuring that you are empowered to make your own choices for this, okay? And just because someone says, you don't need that or you need that, it's about you saying, well, actually, I know my body and I don't need it. I get all of my vitamin C through my foods, thank you very much. So I'm not going to take a supplement of that. But maybe you notice that you don't get as much of your B12 intake, for example, where you're not eating a lot of animal product. So by being empowered in knowledge, you can make your choices for your own body. But a couple of other ones that I tend to really circle round and come back to at times, ashwagandha, 
Okay, there's a, a root extract element, ashwagandha KSM 66. And this root extract sounds wild, doesn't it? has a lot of studies around lowering stress, enhancing memory and cognition, and it can be really supportive for many people's immune systems. So if you are at all kind of spiking your interest around, well, what is this one? I would encourage you to go and do some further reading around Ashwagandha KSM 66. Another one, again, that I've covered in the past across the month of January is around creatine or creatine monohydrate as extensively researched as a supplement for many years. Primarily, we see this as an exercise performance supplement, but I tend to highlight it to those who are ready for it in menopause care as the supplement's key role, okay, so it's creating monohydrate as a supplement, the key role here is to increase water content of your muscle cells and increase muscle mass as a result. So it can therefore bring some non-fat related weight gain on the scales, which might be counterproductive to a weight loss client, for example. So it's not one that I will easily build into a client's journey, but when they are ready for it, we then have the discussion around introducing it and titrating it to see how it feels within their journey and their lifestyle for their goals. So with this one, it has had a lot of really good supportive research with health benefits such as cognitive function, memory, skeletal health, energy levels. Um, So for those of you that are maybe wanting to read a bit more on this, there is a really excellent PubMed article. The reference number for this is PMC7998865. You'll find that really interesting if you give that a read. So my closing remarks on this episode, I hope you have enjoyed it first off and just being really truthful with yourself on how you're choosing to eat your vitamins and minerals in your day-to-day food intake, your weekly food intake over time. Okay, if you have one low vitamin and mineral food intake day, your body doesn't just operate to a one day approach. So you do get to then make a choice the next day and increase your vitamins and mineral rich foods. So this isn't something you have to say, well, you know, I just I'm not eating enough. I'm just going to supplement for the rest of my days. It's about being able to say, well, I know my body doesn't just operate on a 24 hour window. I get to show up tomorrow and say, I'm going to make sure I have my roots, fruits and veggies my array of different foods that we've touched on today around the the different vitamins and minerals that your body needs. Have a think about this from a place of what you are eating first, supplementary after. Yeah, food first, supplement second. Low vitamin and mineral days, you get to change the next again day. You can make that choice. I would also throw in here about hydrating to help your body balance and move the required sources of vitamins and minerals around the body as needed. And then also thinking about rest. Yeah, your sleep for repair for your body's functionality. So important. So supplement with only what is needed for you. If you know your dietary intake is poor, like we've said, then think about what you need to be doing here. And if you are needing some support with this, then please do reach out to my team and I so that we can help you and enhance your health. Okay, supplement where you need to. But knowing that you get a lot of all of this from your foods, Yeah, just by bringing in the rainbow. We talk about eat the rainbow, but there's a reason for that. It keeps it simple. So my question to you right now is, are you feeling more empowered to navigate the menopause supplements world better knowing what we've covered? Yeah, do you feel more at ease with the choices around food and then supplements after? Yeah, we don't just need to 
have a, a kind of rattling Monday through to Sunday pillbox that we chuck full of supplements, we actually get to enjoy eating a lot of these that your body already has. And the chances are with those water-soluble vitamins that we covered, you might be supplementing with them and actually your body's not needing them. So you're spending your hard-earned money on these supplements, consuming them and your body's just peeing them out. It's the hard truth. And then finally, do you want to really dive into this a bit deeper? If this has really hit home with you and you think, I'm really interested in learning more on this, then reach out to us and ask. Okay, we're going to drop the support at adelejohnston.com email address into your show notes. Okay, so you can just pop over questions you've got there. Send us a request for more information. Find out how you can dive into this world a bit more and, and raise your knowledge. Maybe even have us support you on your next steps, on your journey for yourself. So that email address is in the show notes for those that want to click and go. And we will then take it from there. So thank you for showing up today. Okay, to joining in this lesson style episode. It's always, always, always my pleasure to be here and to bring these solutions, these thought provoking episodes to your ears. And my hope is now that you feel armed with what you need to do for you to thrive. Okay, and knowing that actually your vitamins and minerals, they're in your food. So by being able to really explore your foods, by getting creative with what you're having, making sure you've got variety in there, you get to do this food first approach and then supplement second. Yeah, with some of those supplements mentioned, they are for some of us needed, wanted. And there's no yes or no to any of this. It's about you finding what works for your body. And if you feel at all lost with any of that, you are just one reach out message away from help from me and my team. Thank you for being here for listening. And as always, I would love to hear your thoughts. So what's been your favorite part of this episode? Drop in and leave us a review. We love to read all your reviews and comments. Anything that comes up for you, I am here for it. So reach out. And until next week, have the most abundant energy love filled week. I truly hope this episode has sparked something vibrant inside of you. I ask only one thing, to help keep these episodes coming, please subscribe and share with another in your life. That's how we reach more women worldwide and we help them step into their power. Because together we are working to remove any of the stigma and taboo that surrounds menopause. This does not need to be a daunting, a scary, a taboo time in anyone's life. So together, let's make menopause mainstream.